0: Just because I dunk not for basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kid.
1: Hi everyone and welcome back to Dear Adam Silver, a show about sports, art, and the space they share. My name is Abigail Smithson and as always I am your host and today's episode is very special and very exciting for a few different reasons. One of them is it's my first six-person podcast, um, which is the most to date, the, the most guests I've had on at one time. We recorded this podcast over Zoom a few weeks back with the folks from Speak Up and Dribble. So Speak Up and Dribble is a movement that that has come out of the recent protests where uh, in response to... What Laura Ingram said about LeBron James and Kevin Durant discussing politics um, and social issues uh, on ESPN a while back, Laura Ingram said, "Shut up and dribble." And during the protests that we're experiencing now, two of the the folks behind uh, "Speak Up and Dribble" decided to have uh, start protests that were based around basketball and bringing basketballs and the movement of dribbling through the streets. And so I was so excited when I found out about this through um, Blake Gillespie, who has been on the podcast before, and I reached out to them to, to come on and, and they said yes. And we just had such a great conversation about kind of how this idea came to be what it is today, which is, you know, the start in the Bay Area. That's where the first Speak Up and Dribble protest happened. And now there's – that's happened in New York and different places all over the country. I believe there's one in Eugene, Oregon happening tomorrow as well as Los Angeles this weekend. So this has really caught on this idea of using basketball as a way to um, uh, sort of discuss these issues that, that we're experiencing as a country and, our, and incorporate it into our social uprising. So I am so – Uh, Grateful for everyone that came on, so that is Brian, Jason, Patty, Paul, Kareem, and Gino all gave their time to discuss what they've created, and it was just a wonderful... Wonderful conversation, and I learned so much. And I'm just uh, excited to to share this with you all. And in the show notes, will be links to follow Speak Up and Dribble on Instagram, as well as Hooper Mentality, which is Patty's uh, nonprofit that also um, uses basketball as a way to talk about about larger issues of mental health. So I am yep so excited to to share this, and I hope you all enjoy it. <laughs>
2: I'm Jason Barrera. Um, I work for the Pac-12, so uh, a lot of my professional background is kind of in sports media. Um, And I was attending a protest with my brother, uh, I think it was like mid-June. And after the protest, my brother and I were just getting some food and we came up with the, the phrasing of speak up and dribble, thinking about how Laura Ingram called LeBron James and Kevin Durant to shut up and dribble. And it basically became sort of like this, um, I, a little idea between my brother and I. And then basically the next day, Paul reached out to Brian, just kind of like spitballing the idea to Brian, like, hey, what do you think about this? And obviously Brian being really well connected in the youth basketball community in the Bay Area, um, it kind of just took off from there. So. The genesis of Speak of Maduro basically start from the Black Lives Matter protest protests. Um, that are happening in San Francisco Bay Area. And then from there, we really try to tie in the basketball community with the people who are on this call and who are really well connected with their organizations and the youth basketball community in San Francisco and the AAU programs. So yeah, that's kind of the, the beginnings of it. And Paul, if you have anything else to add, uh, feel free.
3: No, that's, that's about right. I'll just add that I I'm an organizer in the South of market. So that's, um, and I, and also, I believe EJ is a community organizer in his neighborhood, Lakeview creeps an organizer, um, Patty's an organizer in San Diego. So there's a a strong, you know, community oriented component, um, to speak of a dribble. And I, I, I feel like for me, that's, uh, our core competency is, is community organizing. It's at the end of the day, it's a community event and it's for, uh, it's for the people. And I think it's supposed, to, you know, it grows out of their, uh, their desires, their vision for themselves. Um, and so, yeah, sort of what we like to do um, with, our, with the events that we've done and, and participated in outside of the Bay Area and what we look forward to continuing to do is, um, you know, localization of our mission and, um, working with, you know, the, the community organizers and the the key community leaders in the various locales that we're looking to visit and uh, partner with. Um, so I'll just add that piece.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of like how it started. I got the call from Paul and I met Paul because we've been doing some community work in that SOMA area where we came together and they built a half court basketball court in the um historical soma filipinas area so that was really a great opportunity for paul and i to collaborate bring people to that area because of basketball and i'm glad he called me because i've i've always been wondering how can i participate how could i give back how could i use my small platform to to support support my friends support my brothers my sisters all that and i saw some things that ej was doing he's not with us right now but He also plays in my basketball league, triple-double sports. Um, And same with Kareem. Kareem and EJ played in my basketball league, played college basketball. And I was like, these two are like perfect models to help shape what we're trying to do. And organically, I was like, ask them, hey, you mind stepping up, speaking up with us? And it was just that easy to bring Kareem and and EJ in. And Kareem, I'll let you kind of speak on um, what's been going on with you. Yeah, you probably
4: got to get off mute though. Uh, this, I think this is the first time I've ever used Zoom before. I, I think, yes, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just joking. I use it every day and still struggle with those things. Uh, but Kareem here, and yeah, you know, I was just really um, grateful for Brian reaching out to me um, and thinking about me for, you know, for this this movement and for me personally. Um, I work in education uh, in a private school in the city. Um, and my, my main task is admissions outreach. Um, and so to bring more more folks of color, more students of color um, to that private school and in a school that's been more historically white. Um, and so anytime, you know, for me, I have the ability to to make an impact, especially when it comes to issues for folks of color. Like if I can do it, then, then I'm gonna I'm gonna try to provide my services as much as possible. And um, when Brian reached out and said that he was reaching out to me and EJ, it was perfect because EJ and I went to high school together. Uh, and EJ was a few years younger than me and he was basically like my little brother. Um, and so to, to be able to work with him now and all the stuff that he's doing within the community and to see how strong of a figure he is, that he is, I was just, I was honored to be a part of the whole thing. And and for me, you know, it really had multiple importances uh, in terms of what was going on, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and still currently going on. So one, me being a former athlete, uh, a current coach of a club basketball program, uh, a program that primarily has coaches of color um, within that program, and and also being somebody who is an African American male myself, and so you know we feel. We feel the multiple brunts of what's going on, um, in particular as athletes, because many times we're told to just shut up and dribble or shut up and catch a ball or, you know, shut up and, and hit a ball with the bat and, or whatever it is that our sport might be in that form. And so um, it was a no brainer to, to really get to, to be a part of it. And the one complication that I think we had to get over within what we were trying to do was the whole club affiliation. And so, you know, the way basketball works in a lot of areas is that it's very territorial. And so the logo that I'm wearing right now, right, is important to me and my program, but somebody else who's a part of another program might say, "Oh no, we're not doing something if this program's affiliated with it or if that program's affiliated with it." So right from the get we had to come to, you know, just those those open and honest conversations that this is more than all those little miniature tensions that we might have with one another. This is for a bigger cause and for a better cause. This is much bigger than anything that we're possibly beefing over. And so, um, you know, we were able to to do that. And EJ represented uh, another program, club program in the city. And so it was always love with he and I right from the get. And so for us, it was easy. But there were complications, I felt like, with some other clubs in the city to try to get them around it and get their heads around it and and to get them to fully buy in. Um, But overall, the support was overwhelming. And and that was my angle of really coming in and saying that I have the educational piece as well as the organizational piece of of running the club. Um, And so, like I said, it was a no brainer for me to be a part of it. And I was glad to be able to get my coaching staff also um, involved in the walk. Um, so that was my piece. And, and I was, like I said, just really grateful to be a part of this whole thing.
0: Yeah. And, and EJ's not here, but he, he then reached out to give a good friend of mine, Gino and Patty, uh, Gino, did you want to kind of touch on things? Yeah. So, um,
3: EJ, I me and EJ has been friends for quite a long time and um, I do a lot of work for him, um, with his, you know, nine to five job, So, uh, after they had their meeting, he called me literally probably like 30 minutes later and was like, hey, man, I got an opportunity for you. I think it's good right in your lane. He told me about it. And before I even finished, I already said yes. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm down to do whatever you guys need. So like I do all the graphics and then I handle like all the media stuff. Um, Patty does more like the social media side. So I just kind of like deliver the assets to her so she can get to posting uh but yeah uh, once he told me i was just like i was all for it and i was just overwhelmed by the response that we got and i mean it was such an amazing thing and i'm just glad that we're still going and moving forward with this
0: yeah and, and that kind of leads to patty and and I, i'm pretty sure she's going to touch on this but kareem kind of touched on it all of us are putting everything that we do to the side where we're all super busy in the community and our know, nine to five but we all realize that it's not about me it's not about gino it's not about jay it's not about kareem it's way bigger than basketball and that kind of organically came after we saw what happened that day but patty maybe you could uh wrap it up and then and, and lead us through she's kind of our soldier yeah. to tell you the truth everything every a lot of things have been running through patty because she's real. God. i'll say like a point guard and a power forward because she trucks through too <laughs>
5: well i mean for me it's an honor to be working with you know such uh, men that are very embedded into the communities and very well respected very well represented you know from all from all cultures and so for me it was a no-brainer just like everyone else uh ej texted me and he said hey we're doing a speak up and dribble like uh we just talked about it half an hour ago. He probably called me after he called Gino and he was like, do you want to help? You know? And I said, whatever y'all need. Like I had just launched. Um, so I have my nonprofit, like Brian was saying, we have a nonprofit. And so, uh, my nonprofit just launched like an online store about in April. And so we did really well. And we have a lot of funding coming in through the sales of the t-shirts. And so, I'm like, I'll donate shirts, like, you know, I'll drive up there, whatever. And so then I told the coaches that work for me and my nonprofit if they wanted to come. And so the first I feel like the first um, the first one was more so me being like a support support staff in a sense, because, you know, they're in San Francisco and they organized it. And I just came in as like kind of like the cheerleader and like, how can I help? What can I do? Like T-shirts. But um, once we finished the San Francisco one, everyone, you know, is going back to their nine to fives and all that. And so for me, my nine to five right now is my nonprofit. And so it kind of, it goes hand in hand with what we do with my nonprofit, which um leans towards mental health issues and basketball. And our motto for our entire nonprofit is it's bigger than basketball. So we put that on the back of the t-shirts. And so it's just uh, like everyone else said, you know, it happened organically. You know, it's it's an honor to be like the female representation in the group, um, you know, and it's just one of those things where I want to be able to help in a sense of, okay, you know, Gino's got his thing that he needs to do. Brian has his thing, his nine to five. And I tell him, I'm like, you know what, like I'm at home. Like, what do y'all need me to do? And so um, I kind of just started reaching out. And uh, the New York one happened a little randomly because someone sent us like the post that they were. Re- running it. And so I reached out to them and I'm like, hey, are you guys okay with me reaching out and saying like we want to help? And they're like, for sure. So next to you know, Kareem was was counting me because next you know I was like, oh yeah, I booked the flight. I'll be in New York. <laughs> you know, so for me it's uh one of those things where um, I want to be a part of it. I love it. I love what it represents. I love what um we're, we're trying to do. And, and same as Brian mentioned, you know, I wanted to do something impactful during this movement and I didn't want it to be cliche. I didn't want it to be a, a a fist logo on a shirt. You know, I didn't want it to be just something where it's, it looked more of a a profit gain than it was an actual impact. And so when they came to me about uh, speak up and dribble, I was all for it. Um, I actually went to college with EJ Uh, at dominican so we went to school together dominican so i've known ej since like 2003 and we just kept in contact and he would see the things that i'm doing with the nonprofit because we were on free camps and you know just things like that and so when he reached out it caught me off guard because i hadn't actually talked to him in about six months but he just was like you're the first person that came to mind what do you what do you think and you know and it just everyone it just happened organically i it happened organically and you know, it's just so awesome. I love working with everybody, you know, it's, it's great energy. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I feel like so much of, um, like my excitement after seeing, you know, one of my friends who's, who's been on the podcast before, who, who lives in Sacramento, he was the one that sh- uh, pointed me in your direction, uh, as far as what you are doing and, and, uh, showed me your Instagram feed and things like that. And one thing that, felt so apparent right away was that this is very organic and we're seeing so many sort of like calculated responses to to what is happening right now um and uh this just felt like it was just coming um really naturally and and I was uh so excited by that uh so I mean I like emailed you the same day that I found out about you as as like an uh, a group so it's just a really um amazing thing and also to think about you know what is bigger than basketball means it doesn't mean that you Forget about basketball or do things without basketball. It means that you use basketball to to do bigger things, and like this is such a moment for that. Just with what's going on with basketball on every level, and um, that's just a really exciting part of it for me as a as like a non participant as of now.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I think for what I really noticed and the things that really warmed my heart as um, a, a program director um you know is to see like what you mentioned about using basketball uh really as a as a vehicle or as a vessel for for the greater good and for things that of course bigger than the game and it's a cliche right like bigger than basketball like you hear things like that all the time more than a game all this and that like but it really does have power when you utilize it the right way like what patty's doing with her program right she's utilizing it in, in the best way possible and so as a young basketball player, it was always, hey, like you use basketball as a vehicle to try to get an education paid for. So for me, it was like, hey, I'm going to try to get a scholarship. And I was able to, to play basketball and get a college scholarship. And, you know, the benefits that that had for me was that I didn't have any loans when I graduated uh, from college. Right? I graduated from, from college and my friends like, oh, I got student loans. I got student loans. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm cool. The the advantage that that played for me was was, uh, really instrumental in what I wanted to do with my life following college. But to see these young kids and to see these young kids dribble and to see these young kids listen to the different speakers and to be a part of the social movement at the ages of 9, 10, 11, and 12 years old, these are going to be the next generation of our kids who are going to be the future leaders who are gonna remember the different things that they heard and maybe not specific things, but they're gonna remember the feeling, right? And the feeling typically is more powerful than any specific word. They're gonna remember the feeling that they had at that moment in time. And to see little white kids next to little Asian kids, next to black kids, next to Latino kids, right? Like and you see this and they're dribbling and they got their fist up and they're talking about Black Lives Matter. These kids may not even fully understand what they're saying at this point in time, but it's resonating with their heart and with their souls. And it's gonna play a big impact on how they lead in the future. And to me, that was probably the most heartwarming thing um, to, to actually bear witness to firsthand.
0: Yeah, that was huge. Just hearing parents and uh, come up to me and say, appreciate you providing that opportunity for my kids to learn from this experience and that they have a voice um, doesn't matter, you know, what color, what age they are, but just to set that example and kind of what Kareem said too, like there was so many different programs out there. Honestly, when, when we laughed about it after it was done, we were like, okay, there's like seven of us doing this. I expected maybe 10, 20 of us, 20 people from each person. And it was like, who are all these people? <laughs> so it was just great to see everyone just drop everything uh, <clears throat> as far as like rivalries and whatnot. and and come together for that greater good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I- I'm wondering, like, how you sort of pitched. Because I think by the time I got to your Instagram feed, the first protest had already happened. And so I'm wondering how it was kind of, uh, like, was was everyone, were all the protesters told to bring a ball? Like, how was that sort of organized that, you know, these specific things would happen at certain times and um, it would very much be based around around sort of the, having a ball and and using that throughout the protest.
3: Uh, so that was the that was sort of the core of the original idea that Jason and I initially talked about, you know, that there needed to be the the element of the ball would bring like, you know, it would make the the act of marching specific to, you know, the basketball player. And it would also create, you know, that that noise, you know, so that it also creates like something a little bit more engaging, and um, the message is 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 delivered every single time someone dribbles the ball and walks in a group. You know, so it's just like this moving message, even if no one's saying anything or if there's no signs, uh, which of course there are. And it's you know it's it's, it's certainly like your traditional protest and every other sense. Um, and then as far as you know, designing the the programming, that was just the result of everyone getting together and deciding you know how we're gonna how it should look. Um, you know, people contributing their past experience of protests, um, uh, um, as far as like the eight minutes of 46 of dribbling in the middle, that was <clears throat> definitely something that, uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem led. And it was, I think his idea ish initially, I think that we had, Jason and I had sort of envisioned something when we first started, first thought of the idea, something much simpler. And, uh, the moment we proposed to Kareem was like, had a, a, a real vision for it, like, I have a coach that can, that can lead this. Uh, it, it could look like this. This is, you know, we could we could use it for something more uh, powerful that could be more nuanced and texture to it. Uh, so that was that was really like Korea and EJ leading that. Um, <clears throat> uh, other pieces came into uh, the fold later on. I think uh, we realized that there was an opportunity to involve or to include the Black Lives Matter mural that was painted on Fulton Street in the Western Edition. Um, so we decided to instead of going down Hay Street, which is sort of like a main shopping thoroughfare that's frequented, you know, mostly by like upper class shoppers, uh, visitors. Um, uh, we decided to move away from that and go down Fulton Street, which is more of a, you know, that's more of a community uh, centric street. A lot of people residential people live there um, and a lot of longtime residents um, of that neighborhood. Um, and then we went to the went to the court but the, uh, the KD court. Um, but yeah, so those two endpoints, the, the Kevin Durant court and the South of Market Recreation Center were always sort of fixed in our minds as, as like our, you know, our bookends um, and uh, aligning the programming with those two neighborhoods. Uh, in the beginning, we really tried to have South of Market youth leaders, kids who grew up playing basketball in the neighborhood, kids who grew up playing basketball at that recreation center. And uh, that that still play basketball or lead basketball programming to this day at that recreation center uh, was really important to us. Just keeping that community vibe, um, you know, centered as much as possible. Um, I think we're our guiding lights for
0: that for that event. Yeah, I'll let someone else touch on it a little more, but <clears throat> just to kind of speak on a little bit, uh, we asked everyone to just bring their own basketballs if they could. But um, I know Patty brought some basketballs. I brought a few basketballs, and, and Kareem was able to bring a bunch of basketballs, started pumping them then and there. Um, we learned some things. It would've been cool to have the little um, sign-making station, but I think they did that over in New York, that, which was pretty cool. I'll let Jason speak on the significance of the two courts, but it was, one thing I'm gonna speak on for the Black Lives, the reason why I kind of wanted to go down that Black Lives Matter street is not only because it, it, it's a significant part of um, the Fillmore area, but it was just great to see when we went down that street and families in their windows, just like cheering with us, people in the sidewalk, like saying, let's let's join these guys. So that was like right after city hall and it was just so powerful. I turned around uh, because we were at, you know, San Francisco is full of hills. So I turned around and I was at the bottom of this hill and I looked back and I was like, where did all these people come from? So I I feel like we, we, it would have been nice to go down Hay Street because, you know, it's a super busy area where people who probably wouldn't be protesting are at. But it was just great to be with the people. And it's another thing. It kind of adds to that organic feeling. Right. Um, but, yeah, why don't you guys speak on the Kobe Bryant mural spot and, and the KD court?
2: Yeah, the, the Kobe Bryant mural as the start in South of Market really ties back to The genesis of Speak Up and Dribble and how um, how it came about. My brother being an organizer in the SOMA community with the Filipino community, and um, where I work is right in the backyard of of that where that rec center is located at Six and Folsom. Um, Our job, our company used to have like weekly pickup games there every Wednesday, and um, you know we basically link up with kids from around the community and our company got really embedded with that. So between my brother and I, there's already a, an organic tie in there. And during the pandemic, uh, someone started putting up a Kobe Bryant mural. And that's not necessarily a, you know, a tie to what, what we're talking about, and what we're protesting with Black Lives Matter. But it was definitely like a um, an attractive secondary backdrop, just to kind of have there as the programming started. Um, And as we moved towards City Hall, um, Paul and Brian touched on this a little bit with the ball, the basketball and the dribbling piece, but what really, really drew out the power of the ball hitting the ground, and it turned out exactly, I think, as how all seven of us envisioned it was when um, Kareem's uh, coach was kind of leading the, the youth through the dribbling drill, EJ was continuing to pound on uh, vocally on the kids. Like imagine this, we're dribbling for eight minutes and 46 seconds and we're only a minute in and you're dribbling for a minute straight with your one fist up. And it really kind of like continue to bang home that point that this is how long someone had their knee on someone's neck. So trying to represent that to the kids and everyone else who was dribbling are like how painful it really is. And we're just dribbling a ball or have people are there with their hands up, and then the other thing I thought that was really powerful that EJ um, mentioned while leading that ceremony was, um, imagine the ball hitting the ground. That's the heartbeat of everybody that we're, you know, we're protesting for, with the police brutality of everyone that's come before us, and the reason why we're out here. Um, I heard one of the speakers said we, you know, we really shouldn't be out here on a Saturday, protesting for this, but the fact is that we are, and. I think EJ really mentioning that and being the leader for that ceremony of the ball hitting the ground and being the heartbeat for all these people, for George Floyd specifically, which is obviously the, the incident that kind of sparked a lot of these protests. That was the most powerful part of the route to me. Um, and then you know obviously others have mentioned the Black Lives Matter mural that came about on Fulton Street. Um, that actually came about I think it was like the Tuesday or the Wednesday before the protest was planned to happen. So we kind of had to tie that in at the last moment while we were planning the route. And um, I'm glad we did. I'm glad it came about because uh, to do the route without that Black Lives Matter mural would have been um, obviously a miss. And it was great to involve that the way Brian said. We had a lot of organic um, draw in and people from like, the community, people have lived there for a while, um, you know, lifelong residents of San Francisco in that neighborhood. Um, So that was a really key piece of the route. And then obviously ending at Kevin Durant's court, he's obviously one of the biggest faces, not just in basketball and sports, but just globally. And before he left or after he left the Warriors, he kind of built this court with a local uh, SF artist and um, kind of revitalized that court. And that was the tie in because ending at that court, he along with LeBron James were two of the athletes that were told to speak, uh, to shut up and dribble by Laura Ingram in the media. So, um, obviously just tying that in the relevance obviously isn't to sports, but to the greater black lives matter movement and the meaning of it. But obviously just thinking about that tie in with the sports community and the basketball community, because that is sort of the, 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 theme that we wanted to hit on. Um, so that, that ending point was very, um, to me, it was very, um, Organic and real and we had a great turnout at the end of just continuing the chance and everyone The space in the court was big enough for everyone to kind of be back on the court together Show their their support of making it to the end of the route and we had a really good um, just engagement and um, Thoughts and feedback at the end of the protest from a lot of people Both, you know men women youth and parents talking about how great it was and the ending point was a really strong genuine organic Ending point. So um, those are my thoughts on on the route and kind of how it came together.
1: Yeah, that um, that's just all really just fascinating details about about how that sort of worked itself out. And I know that coming, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, um, I think that sometimes the Bay Area is seen as this place that's very, very diverse and very, very progressive, and doesn't have some of the same issues that exist in other parts of the country. But it, it definitely does, and and that speaks to I think the 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 sort of persistence of um of white supremacy and how it you know takes different forms in different places. And um, I, I just think that that it, it's important for me. It means a lot that this that this happened in. I mean, of course, there's I've been to many protests in San Francisco, but that like you know you're, when you're talking about all you know kids that look different from each other coming together around this this one event and and taking part in their you know their shared love of basketball and and their and their shared sort of um uh sort of anger about what's going on and and like you're saying those those pictures and and that that imagery can be very compelling but it's also like these kids are out here and and like in some way we've let them down because these kids have to, you know, these kids are having to, to show up in some way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like it's such a it just sounds really, really powerful. And of course, like, you know, when we talk about the Warriors relocating from from Oakland to San Francisco and what that that has meant for for that area, too. And, and just all these different factors that come into play when when thinking about how. Um, Capitalism and, and money and, um, you know, racism function in, in these different spaces. You're not going to see any Trump signs on the peninsula, but there's certainly, um, certainly racism is there, very present.
5: And then and and the crazy part is, like, it happened, uh, the protests happened. I remember we were driving up to the Bay Area and the news were announcing how all the news, all the nooses were hanging at Lake Merritt. And it happened like right a couple of days right before the protest. And so that was going on in, in the East Bay. And so you had people that were just feeling like a way that they needed to relief, you know, a sense of relief. on like, how can I make an impact like seeing these things hanging from these trees? Like it's really impacted a lot of people, but they don't have an outlet, you know? And so, um, For me, like I have friends that are angry, you know, they're angry and they're mad and they're and these protests are really the only way for them to really express themselves and go out there and yell and bang on pans or, you know, just whatever, like cry. I had my first protest that I went to out here in San Diego, like the two uh, ladies that I was with, you know, they're African-American and they did an eight minute and 46 second moment of silence. And I'm sitting there, you know, just kind of thinking and and about everything that's going on. And I hear sobbing like right next to me and, you know, and it's my friend. And so it's like, it's, it's, it was a very powerful, I think it was way more powerful than we would have ever imagined. And then the fact that it's still continuing and that we're being asked to help organize and participate in others across the country, like it's really A necessary outlet for a mental, emotional, just spiritual, like an outlet, you know, to a lot of us, basketball is our coping skill. So, like, when we have a lot in our mind, what do we do? We go shoot hoops. Like, if we have a breakup or whatever the case may be, like, we go and play basketball. So now you're in quarantine, the hoops are off the baskets. Some, some, they don't even have a whole backboard. And so it's like, what do you do? And so the dribbling was really like a way for everyone to have. This coping mechanism of, hey, I want my voice to be heard, but I really have no voice. But I do have the sound of this ball, you know, and I do have these dribbling skills. And and if all I have to do is come out here and dribble, you know, then, hey, this is my way of, of doing it. And so it's it's just so amazing. I had um, someone today just message me on Insta or messaged our Instagram. And they saw a video from like the first they saw Gino's video from the first uh, protest. And they were like, I'm in tears, like just seeing all the little kids like dribbling, you know, they're like, I'm in tears, coach, like, this is crazy, you know, so um, it's, it's awesome. It's a, it's a great, it's a great movement for sure.
4: Yeah, I I just want to say there was like, everything came together about as perfectly as it as it possibly could have um, that Saturday. Um, Patty wants to claim she was more support. Don't let her fool you with that stuff. She, She was she was more than support. She came in, in a, basically in the caravan with folks and with, with goods for the event. So, um, no, nah, she played a big, a huge role in that. Uh, but everybody, like everybody had something that they brought to the table that stood out on that Saturday. Um, you know, whether it was my trainer leading the, the basketball, uh, the, the, the eight minute and 46 seconds of, of ball handling whether it's B and all of his expertise and his connections with the city like B was our like our straight up uh liaison with the police of uh of SFPD who by the way like I think we got to give them credit like they were phenomenal we know that we've heard of of uh, police really giving protesters a hard time in different cities across the nation, and they were working with us throughout. Like they were, they came up to ask me a question. They're like, "Oh yeah, we've been talking to that guy." I'm like, "Yeah, you probably best to go talk to that guy." And it was definitely B, right? Like there were the Barrera brothers. Like they're su- such unsung heroes through this whole thing. Like they're the guys who, who they give the limelight to everybody else. But this thing really would not have started if it weren't for them like so like they were they were really the, the the godfathers if you will behind the whole event Gino with you know all of his creative media like Gino's coming up with all these banners all these videos this that and the other um and doing it while also having this nine to five job which in his industry isn't really a nine to five it's like uh 2 a.m to 2 p.m and then off at 3 p.m and back on at 4 p.m like like his stuff is, is all over the place yeah, G- Gino's in the dungeon doing all his uh, all his stuff. Patty is responding literally to people in two seconds on social media. It's, it's amazing. I put a post up for Speak Up and Dribble. Next thing I know, half a second later, she's already re- reposted that on her story. I'm like, Patty, I don't even know if it fully went through on my stuff. My stuff is still loading. How did you already do it? So it's amazing how uh, the spirit. And then you got EJ, and you know I can't speak highly enough about EJ you know, EJ is a very laid back person. I've known EJ for, for years. He, he's very laid back. His spirit resonated. There was some, and I'm, I kid you not, like there was a, there was a MLK like essence in his voice that, that came through. It was like half raspy, half worn out from all the yelling that he was doing, but there was a level of power and strength, but also struggle. Like you heard it. Like he was, it was a, he was struggling to, to get the, the words out. It was wear and tear on his vocal cords. But that wear and tear rep was representative of the pain that we feel every single day when we have to worry about our backs from people who are, you know, who have sworn to, to uh, serve and protect us, right? And so that struggle and the sound from his voice, like, resonated through my bones when I heard it. And when I watched those videos, I got the chills. I was like, man, like, this is how it felt in that moment. And so to see all those things come together the way it did, it really ended up being a dream team. Um, and, and I've said it multiple times, but I'm just honored to be a part of it. Um, and, and this really is a, a, a dream team. And, and to be a part of a movement now that's going in other cities, New York, we got, you know, Eugene, we got planning on LA. Like we got things that are, that are really brewing. To be a part of this was something special. And, and everybody played such an important role on that Saturday. Um, that it was it was really the best case scenario that we possibly could have asked for
1: that's that's so amazing because that energy like shows I mean when first of all talking to all of you guys that energy just comes through really wholeheartedly and as I've said before and just like seeing the excitement around um, what you've done and and hearing about it from someone else who also cares deeply about basketball and also cares deeply about basketball being something more than just uh, you know w- what it is when we play so um, yeah i mean that whatever you're feeling is is spreading and i think that that is the pow- somewhat somewhat the power of this moment is that if we can take some of these things and make them our own uh, to continue working on them and and um, you know personalize what what you're doing it just that's how this will that's how this will continue
3: so how do we turn all of that into a podcast <laughs>
1: Oh, um we'll see. This is my first seven person podcast, so I'm going to I'm going to see what I can do. I also just wanted to to have um Patty if you're willing to talk a little bit about
5: a Hooper mentality. Yeah, definitely. Um one thing I did want to kind of touch base on is um how New York kind of came about and it, again, it was one of those things where it's really the the you know, the work that Gino is putting into all the visuals is what's really giving everyone this lingering effect of like, I wasn't there, but just watching these videos and seeing all these photos, it's like, it makes me want to be there. And there's people reaching out and, you know, Kareem's joking about me responding, but it's literally like, I, I run like five different social medias and like in each one, they're like, Hey, what's the next one? Where's the next one? How can we support? And like, Um, So, for New York, it was one of those where they reached out and they, or they posted it and we reached out and we said, Hey, we love this. Like, we love that you're doing. And they, they messaged back, like, Oh, we apologize for copying your idea. And, you know, we're like, No, on the contrary. Like, we want to help. Like, how can we help? What can we do? Like, you've already organized this. So, we'll come in as a support system. And so they organized the whole thing. We kind of put our name on one of them, but then ended up supporting both. So, um, and then I had former players that lived in New York, and so they came and and you know some of them lasted the whole four or five miles, and some of them were like, "All right, coach, I'm turning around." And uh, you know, and then at the end of it, the the people from both organizations reached out and they said, "Hey, we love the t-shirts." Like you know, people were tagging us um, on videos, and and even at the protest, because I went, I showed up to one and like you know, kind of fellowship with everyone, took pictures with kids, handed out t-shirts left some snacks and some food. And then we were like, okay, let's go to the other one. So we go to the other one and we show up like right as it's starting to move. And so we just kind of embedded ourselves into the crowd and we had water and, you know, and it was just, and we had people messaging like, Hey, we love the energy that you guys brought, you know? And, um, so then they started an Instagram too. And then they reached out today and I hadn't even told the guys, but right before this meeting, they reached out and they said, Hey, we're helping organize one in Atlanta." We want y'all to come in and help with that one. And then we're organizing one in Manhattan. So they're talking about another one in New York. And so this is literally happening like right before this meeting and like notifications are going off, but I'm on the phone. So I'm like, I'm not gonna check on right now. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's awesome that it's resonating across the country, you know, and then even the Eugene one, um, I'm personally excited about it because, you know, we had in Brian and, you know, a couple of Jason who had to leave, um, uh, Jason's still here, but, uh, they were, they were, you know, they were, we were talking about it and they reached out to us and I was like, let's get on a zoom. We had a Seattle one potentially. And it was just kind of, it was just kind of all over the place. And so we're like, okay, let's do Oregon. Let's, you know, work on Oregon. And, um, so they reached out and I was like, okay, guys, we got on a zoom. Finally, we got on a zoom. The energy was so like Brian, me and Brian were like, this is dope. Like everybody it's just, the energy was so great. And they're the same. They're similar to us in a sense that everybody that's part of their, so their group is called black unity. And so they are black unity, but each of them have their own organization that they work with. And so they all come together for black unity and they do different events. So the crazy part is, they had just done a children's march. Um, I want to say a week and a half ago, they did a children's march. A anti protester decided that he was going to try to ram through in his car through a children's march. And so one of the one of the organizers, you know, stops in front of in front of the car, thinking like, okay, if he sees me standing here, like he'll stop. Dude runs him over flips him over the car. And so he's the organizer for Black Unity. And, you know, he takes off and they call the police. There's 50, 70 witnesses. They don't want to press charges because there's no video. There's no evidence. And so you have all this going on. So then, you know, they're reaching out, they reached out to us and we're talking about it. And, you know, I'm seeing this, this happening on Instagram. And I'm like, Hey, what happened to the guy? And so they're telling me the story. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, we got to come out there. You know, we got to come out there and do a second one. And and really just bring everybody together and kind of feel that fire that, you know, just because of one incident, and they're already on top of the security and all that. So it's just it's awesome. You know, it's awesome. And, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, they're laughing, like, oh, breaking news on the podcast, you know, that's literally like, That's literally how it happens. Like, I'll reach out to them, like, hey guys, I got this message. What um what do y'all think? And they're like, Oh shit. And then sometimes I'm like, Yes, yeah, I'll say yes, and then I'm like, I'll just bring, I'll just run it by them later, like they'll be down, (laughs) you know. So it's just um it's it's awesome. But um, as far as like Cooper mentality, we It started, it started a year ago. And so what we would do is like we run, I'm from Sonora, which is across the border from Douglas, Arizona, Tucson. So I'm from Sonora. I was born in Mexico. I didn't come out here. I I came out here when I was nine. I was an illegal immigrant. So I was 17. Uh, My son is actually first generation and he's black and Mexican. And so for me, there's a lot of elements that go into it. You know, it's not only like on the ice, you know, the demolished ice part, because I was an, an immigrant. Um, I'm very passionate about that part of it, but then also the Black Lives Matter because my sons have black, you know, and so it's literally like an all-encompassing. And so with Hooper mentality, what we ended up becoming is a platform for different events, you know. And so um, as we're planning these protests, like I'm running a weekly group therapy session, so I reached out to, um, I reached out to black male and female therapists from different areas of California. And they come on a Zoom and they host a group therapy session and they talk about different things that are going on, you know, in the uh, in, in the country and the racial tension and all that. And then literally the week before they called me about speak up and dribble, uh, Anessa, one of my coaches and I literally got up and got a rental and drove up to um, Las Vegas and handed out water at the protest at the uh, voting so we were out in like, you know, 96 degree weather in Las Vegas the week before I was supposed to, I didn't even know I was going to be in San Francisco, but we're in Las Vegas handing out water, you know, standing in line for like elderly people. My son, I'm like, Hey, go tell that lady you'll stand in line for her, you know, while she goes sit in the shade for a little bit. And so, and it's literally just me, my son and, and, you know, my coach. And so, um, we joke about it. Cause I'm like, yo, you down, you down. And there's like, you down, you know, so when you find people that are really in it, <laughs> Patty Costa Kareem keeps joking because he says I just get up and go. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's w- when you find people that really love what they do and you know I talk to people and they're like it oozes out of you, you know and, and I feel like that's how it is with Brian and Kareem and Gino like when I talk to them, the passion of whatever they're doing, it oozes out of them. you know it oozes out of them and it, it's contagious. It's contagious when you work with people that genuinely love what they do. Um, and that are still humble enough. Like I, I hit up Gino and I'm like, yo, Gino, this, I'm like, on even outside of the chat and I'm like, you know, this flyer is fire. Like it's Oh my God. Like, Oh my God. You know? And he's like, thank you. You know, super humble. And I'm like, dude, you're the shit, you know? <laughs> it's like, And so it, but it's just awesome, you know? And then even, and even with uh, Kareem, you know, like the three, the three, the points that he did with the three points on, on his protest, I literally left and I was like, mental note. I'm like, thank God somebody posted his speech because I like shared it to all the coaches. And so it's literally one of those things where the passion that we all have kind of comes together. And for me, it's just an honor, like to be a part of it. If anything, like just Hooper mentality is more so just, you know, like the supporting brands, but everything, yeah, everything that we do, there's no one person saying, Oh, we did that. We did that. Like, even when I was we were selling the t-shirts for donations. And I'm, you know, I, one thing that I do when I sell stuff and, and maybe now that it's picking up, I might reconsider this, but <laughs> when I would sell t-shirts and hoodies, like, you know, I'd have 10, 15 orders. So I'd manually write thank you notes. And I knew the majority of the people that were ordered. So, you know, sometimes it was called kids that I coached in college and I'm like, Oh, thank you for your support. You know, now I'm getting orders from people that I don't know. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's keep. And so when we started selling the uh, Speak Up and Dribble t-shirts, you know, uh, B was like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a few people from the Bay Area that ordered. We got orders from Rhode Island. We got orders from Atlanta. We got orders from D.C., Virginia. Uh, I think the majority were like San Diego, Arizona you know, and then now we have a lot of people from Eugene buying t-shirts. And so it's, it's pretty awesome to see that even if the protests have only happened in a few cities, the fact that the t-shirts, like I have college coaches that are ordering that want to order like a batch, like, Hey, I want my whole team to wear a speak up and dribble shirt, you know? And it's like, can I get a discount? You know? And so for me, it's never been about the profit. Half the time we give out the t-shirts, you know, for Eugene, we're telling them like, let's do you know, fifty free shirts, whatever. And so with San Francisco, it was like, okay, well shoot, we just spent money in going to Las Vegas for the for the voters. Um so then Kareem came in and you know we went half on on this the uh, budget for the t-shirts. And so we gave out t-shirts, we put his logo on there. So it was just everything's just so organic. Um there's no like egos, there's no pride, there's no like, oh um, you know one person doing too much, you know, or not enough. It's just, it's literally like awesome. And, and uh, I mean, it's like the entire analogy of being on a basketball team, you know, people pick up where you need to, like, if y'all need me to play the five, I got the five. If y'all need me to play the one, like, I, got you know what I mean? And, and it literally, and it's not just me, like it's Kareem, it's, you know, like whoever needs to do it. And we are humble enough to be like, yo, that's not my forte you know, let, let's pass that on to Brian or, 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 you know what, Gino, like got that down packed, And I'll ask Gino certain things like, yo, Gino, like, should we do this? And he's like, nah, cause marketing this. and this. I'm like, okay, so I'm learning, you know, and then you got EJ that knows all the nonprofit stuff. So I'm like, dang, what if I get audited? So then I'm like, yo, EJ, like, you know, and so it's just so much knowledge uh, amongst us. And the, the best part about it is that we're not selfish with that knowledge, you know? And so, um it's just awesome I I love it like I'm like can't cannot we just be like speak up and dribble year-round like you know hooper mentality has now like I, we're still in hooper mentality but it's like it's yeah like it's literally like I don't think it's even fourth quarter I think it's literally like we're literally at the end of the first quarter right now like we're barely getting picked up you know and so I think it's going to be awesome and and uh you know Kareem made a comment on one of the group chats like we want to once, if if and when the protests do stop, how do we continue to impact through speak up and dribble? And so that's that's also like on the back of our head and our mind as to how we can continue. So we've explored, you know, same things that Brian does is leagues or hey things that I've been doing, which is you know camps or or voting registration and things like that. And so we want it to be something that continues even after you know if. Pr- lord willing you know the battle is won but if not then it's something that's going to be continuous and then how can we you know impact in different areas so it's it's awesome like i, I get excited i talk to people and they're like yeah, you love it i'm like i love it like i love you know i love it like it's it's awesome so
0: yeah just to, like real quick the one thing one other, another thing that we came up with was uh this is us trying to figure out how we can help outside of the lines, right? Um, and and one thing that Cream and, and the Speak Up and Dribble team ate up and was willing to help out right away was we we put together some of the top AAU programs in San Francisco, the Champions, uh, the Rebels, as well as the Soldiers, and we're going to do a three day uh, food drive where we're going to help out the mission. Uh, Meals Coalition and um, it's are we're, we're, we're in talks to try to do that all over the Bay Area And one cool thing about us is like we're all tied into basketball one way or another so we we made it a point to To make sure that our vocabulary was about basketball like uh, Jason and the team contributed to putting together a playbook that we can add to affiliate uh, protests or ones that we're gonna officially help with and 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 uh, J- um, EJ came up with the idea of, you know, we're kind of like the GMs right now, and and each city is in a sense a coach and rallying up their team, and it's it's really created. I know I've been saying this a lot, Abigail, but it's really created an organic like bond with everyone who's involved. They were just on it, down, and it's crazy. I just is great. Yes, I mean you're saying that, and I
1: just I. I feel it. And I keep saying that. So that's just, it's, it's so true. And I mean, you're, you're making me want to, you know, find like my own version of speak up and dribble here. I mean, of course we've already (laughs) talked about that, but like, it's just um, there's this energy that's really uh, wonderful. And that just is like invigorating. And, and, and I think it's so important to think ahead because uh, this, you know, if if things die down a little bit, then, then, then the, the progress that we that we, that we want, we, we have to like see it through all the way. Um, and I just, I really wanna ask Kareem really quickly um, about those three points. Cause that was something that was brought up to me specifically about um, about the protests and, and that was something that was powerful. So if, if you could just mention those really quick.
4: Uh, yeah, so uh, I was thinking about, you know how can we really tie all this stuff into the, into the <laughs> basketball as Patty gives me that three ball sign and you know, trying to relate it to the kids. And so one of the big things that, that I was thinking of um, is, okay, how can I relay a message to the kids in the language and lingo that they can understand, right? You don't want to overwhelm kids, especially the, the entire crowd. It's early on. They're going to be hearing a lot of different messages. I know I'm like, all right, I'm the first person on here. I'm like, the crowd ain't even warmed up yet. Like, like, all right, are we ready? We ready to do this? I'm like, okay, so what can I do that's short and concise um and B's going to laugh cuz he's going to be like oh Kareem kept it concise like ha <laughs> right but uh but what can i do that's short and concise and um that the kids can remember and that our families can remember and that parents can remind their kids of and so i'm thinking okay the three pointer is the most uh, valued shot in the game of basketball look at the three pointers taking over the game you don't have to be the strongest person you don't have to be the fastest you don't have to be the tallest but if you can knock down that three ball you can be competitive on the court. You can find a place on the court. And I was thinking about, okay, well, how can you find a place in life? How can you find a place to be an advocate for others? And so trying to relate those things to the three ball of life, right? Just like the three ball on the court. And so the those three things, you know, I see you. And it's funny, I, I was, uh, like I said, I in a in a private school and every year we have a, a faculty retreat. And probably about like five, six, seven years ago, um, there was an old priest um, who who had three things that he mentioned. And it was like, I can't even remember the exact thing, but it was um, pay attention, be in awe, tell about it. And it was pay attention, be in awe, and then tell about it, right? Tell about those things that you're in awe of. And that inspiration just hit me. Like I went back to... Sitting in that in that auditorium, you know, five, six, seven years ago, whenever it was, and those things came came like came to me. So I'm like, okay, well, how can I transfer that to what's important right now? Right, the I see you. That's the most important thing because right now, you know, we're battling as as a people the fact that we don't always feel like we're seen or heard, right? And so the I see you is a powerful thing. And a lot of times we're only seen when there's actually video footage of an atrocity. Um, And so George Floyd really stood out because there was that whole element of now we're finally seeing this, right? So the I see you part, uh, the I love you. As my brother and as my sister, it goes beyond the, the color of your skin. And that should not have any type of, of, value or or connotation of your value or your worth as a person. And so the I love you goes deeper than than anything else than any of our differences and that's not right. So the I see you, I see you as a person. I love you as a human being and I'm going to be willing to speak on the fact that what I'm seeing I know isn't right. And from my place in this world, I have the ability to be an advocate for you and to step up for you. And so that's how those three things really came about um, as easy terms for people to try to remember in their everyday lives. And, and it's I think it's truly applicable to a lot of different situations and different scenarios. Um, but maybe that's the basketball coach in me and trying to really you know come up with something that's easy for the kids to grasp in its simplest form. And so that's how those three things came up. Um, And I didn't know if it was going to stick or not. You know, you kind of throw it out there just like as a coach. Let me throw it out there. Let's see what sticks. If it doesn't. All right. Throw it right back. Okay, we'll go back into the kitchen. We'll mix up a couple more ingredients. So, um, you know, I appreciate you asking about it. Um, And I'm glad that the message uh, carried the weight that I was hoping that it that it would.
1: Yeah, I I feel really lucky to get the sort of uh, like the live version of it here too so thank you for 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 being willing to 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 say that say it all again as i'm sure you will as this continues to grow you will be called called upon absolutely. to continue <laughs> absolutely <yeah.
4: laughs> i'm not to change up those three things
1: <laughs> no they seem they seem spot on um <laughs> thank you
4: thank you
1: yeah i i guess this is i mean we really covered everything um unless there is i mean i'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about but if people have to go and i just want to thank you so much for making this happen um so much about this podcast is 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 like i mean in a in a semi-funny but mostly serious way is like hey adam silver like uh this is what's possible through basketball besides the the traditional sort of um game or, or whatever it is like look look at all these amazing things that are happening with basketball outside of the nba um and and some sometimes uh, because the NBA inspires us or the WNBA inspires us, and um, I think this is like the purest form of 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 power powerful things happening um, uh, through basketball uh, outside of the game. So I uh, I guess I'm I'm proud of you guys, and I don't know you guys, so I can't. I don't know if I can if I can really say that. But um, it's just it's amazing amazing stuff, and 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 I'm excited to be. I'm excited, so excited that you've you've shared it with me.
0: You know, just to be honest, the reaction that you had is 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 what what we love and and it's the kind of response we've been getting and and it fuels us. How do you create right touch on that? Hey, I mean, I
4: shoot, just talking about all this stuff has reinvigorated me. Uh, I got another Zoom call right now and I'm like, I'm like ready to go for that one. I'm just thinking about it, I'm like, man, I got two more calls tonight they are kind of blending into, into another. And I'm like, Oh, let's go. It's taking that momentum. Um, and so I, one of the things that I'd mentioned in my speech was that, you know, this isn't a moment, but it's a movement. And we know that movements are going to take time. And what I love so much about this group is that as soon as we finished the first one, it was like, okay, let's take a day or two to decompress. But that decompression is still us putting things out there in social media. Now we're, Now we're, we're showing people what this movement was about. And then that Tuesday, I believe we, we met as a, as a group um, to really debrief on what worked, what didn't work, what we liked, all that stuff. And then as soon as that happened, we're in the middle of that. And it's like, well, we got now momentum from other places, or we have some interest from other places to now, you know, recreate uh, these events. And so, you know, I I really do think that is something that's going to take time and that it's, it's so important to have a team when you're doing something like this, right? Like the element of a team is so important as any individuals. I don't think any of us could have done this, or even if it was just two of us or three of us, like, I I think it took like the group that we had to be able to execute that first event, but to also look forward to these other events. You know, Patty is talking to different people. She's breaking news here on the podcast. We're like, Atlanta, Manhattan, I'm looking over here like, <laughs> you guys hearing this? Okay, okay, let's go. I haven't been to- Just be ready miles, to huh? book
5: your flight. Just book your flight.
4: <laughs> Patty Coast to Coast, baby. Hey, Patty Coast to Coast, I'll just give you some money. You can book it for me. I know you probably got all the travel agents. You got all the connections out. You probably got all the the mileage, uh, all that stuff. So, uh, no, it's just really invigorating, I think, just to be with everybody and to see that-, that the passion that everyone has from their different angles and their, their different lenses. Um, And like I said, it really did take a team to execute this, which is really apropos when you think of the whole thing of speak up and dribble and how it's sports related. Right. And so thinking about that theme and thinking about us having a team and being able to, to conquer, um, you know, the challenges before us as a group, knowing that the greatest challenge is still far ahead of us and and seeing it and and but not looking at it at it it as this this huge ordeal that we have to tackle but seeing it as the small steps that we have to take together as a group to walk alongside of each other um and that's been
3: something that's been truly inspirational for me i'd I'd like to add um just especially what the last thing that kareem said i was tracking and um I, i really really agree with this shared vision that i think everyone has i think everyone really understands that you know where we're headed and that you know there's you know several steps involved and everyone's been down for it um since day one and i think um also what's remarkable about this group um is that i think the moment that i pitched it to brian uh he was like all in from like the first second it was like a and then you know that that experience or that phenomenon was like replicated every single time. The idea was passed to you know various groups. Whether it was Patty, EJ, Kareem, or then them reaching out to the rebels and the champions, um, and then them re- continuing to reach out. Every everyone from the moment they hear the idea is always like, I get it. I I, I see it in a in a flashable moment. I see the entire platform, the entire movement. Um, you know, um, you know, in its entirety. Um, And I think that is really helping us just keep the momentum high internally. And also, you know, as people pick up, you know, news about it or get wind of it, they're also instantly down. They also instantly recognize the breadth and depth of the vision. Um, And, you know, that's just helping it continue to to spawn and spark people, you know, to approach us to to keep pushing and with their own ideas for how it could look. And yeah, I think that's what's... Ultimately, continuing to like fertilize this movement—it's a—it's a self-sustaining uh, ecosystem and a and a platform.
1: Yep, yeah, uh, absolutely. I think uh, that's a great place to end the conversation uh, on a self-sustaining ecosystem, <laughs> um, and, and then an inclusion of other people in that process. That's—it's really amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean I will put this together in whatever way I can and um of course send the links to Patty once once it's all up. Um, and I have an Instagram, so that's where I'll be posting about it and sharing it. So I'll I'll tag um any of you that I can find. If you if you wanna send me your I'm Abigail Smithson on Instagram, if any of you are on Instagram, if you wanna send me your I can I can send me. you
5: everyone's in the email. Yes, that would be yeah. wonderful. Great.
1: Um yeah so thank you for being uh i guess inspiring is the word that is like of the moment (laughs) but um yeah thanks for for uh uh just sort of listening to following your heart following your ideas and then building on that and and being inclusive it's uh it's very necessary so i i just want to thank all of you for that in this in this process
0: Welcome to the team, Abby.
1: Yeah, (laughs) amazing. Yeah, we'll just have to. We're
2: looking for a looking for a leader for a Tucson event. I'm
1: there. I can absolutely do it, and I have some. Um, I've been volunteering some. I mean, since the pandemic, especially. So I've got some people that I can reach out to about that. So I'd absolutely love to. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, maybe we can pick a day and when it's like 95 degrees rather than 110 degrees.
5: When is that? In like November? <laughs> I know. Yeah, maybe so you're, January so, 1st. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you're saying we're doing six in the morning. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'd absolutely love to 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 do whatever I can. So so please uh bring me in. Yes if awesome. anyone can tell there's an all-star there's a, a vintage all-star jersey in the background here
0: hey. this is
1: like my bill simmons like esque studio this is the best they can do
5: <laughs> no we we love it we love it it's all about grassroots and you know be be two what is it two feet left foot right foot be planted where you are so absolutely yeah
1: Awesome. Well, take care of yourself. Stay safe um, out there.
5: And uh, yeah, we'll just, be, I'll be in touch soon. Can't wait. Okay. I, I'll send you everybody's he Instagram does. handle and then that way. And uh, Kareem's three speeches on actually on Instagram, like the whole thing. Oh, awesome. Cool.
1: Yeah. And, and I can probably share that maybe as a part of the, the with the podcast.
5: Awesome. Absolutely. All, All right. Well, well thank you. More.
1: Sure. Bye. Thanks, Bye.
5: Bye.
2: Bye.